when it, whenever you're ready. Are are we recording? Yeah, hit the button already. Ah, well, okay. Hey, it's hey. our uh, first new show of the year. Finally, geez, I just gave up waiting for this voice to be normal again. Ah, you poor yeah. thing. But like oh. they say, the show has to go on. Yes, the show must go on. Yes, the show must go on. Yes, the show must go on. Welcome back to the watch list. Happy New Year, everybody. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. You can catch up on all of the back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by going to thewatchlistpod.com. Engage with us on social media. We miss you. We want you to engage. We need more listeners. Yes, at, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to listen on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would love it. Yes, we would. We would appreciate that very much. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy. Let's start out that New way. Year. Even though it's you know like two weeks into the new year already, but that's seriously, all right. gosh, that's all right. How are you feeling? Physically, I feel fine. It's just this cough that will not let go that makes my voice sound like I've been smoking since I was five. Yeah, well, that's that's what happened to me. When I got sick, too, I felt great. My voice was shit. Yeah, this is a great Christmas present from my niece and nephews. Yeah. Thanks, Sam's kids. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and I, of course, you know, I gave it to Dwight when I get back, got back because I didn't have any present for him other than that. <laughs> wow. And Yeah, I'm kidding. He had it for like three days. And on the third day, we were croaking at each other like this, and then now he's fine. Really? I I, I loathe his immune system because I want it so badly. No, you you. Or maybe I no, covet his immune system. Yeah, there, yeah, you, there go. you go. I was going to say you self-loathe his immune system. Yeah, then at yeah that there point. you go. Yeah. Let's place blame back where it is. It's All right. So but anyway. unfair. So unfair. I know it really does, and and and. Colds must know that we do things with our voices. I'm very convinced of that. I I agree. That somehow, because it is the most worked out muscle, that the cold is like, ooh, this place looks nice to settle in. It's all warmed up and everything. Yeah, although with work, uh, my boss hears me talk on occasional, occasionally on meetings, and so she's... Not, not, you know, she's letting me slack off a bit, which is nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. Like at Thanks, three o'clock, Patty's I'm like, boss. yeah, I'm like three o'clock where it looks like we're done with the important stuff. So I just sign off and she doesn't bother me. And of <laughs> course, because I can't sleep all night when I finally fall asleep, it's like seven so I wake up at like nine thirty. I'm like, shit! I gotta get, I gotta commute to work down the stairs. <laughs> you know, so, it's funny. Yeah, we were talking about that just this morning. Me and Laura, we were, you know, talking about how. So we were purging, and this actually leads into a very good story. Um, 
So I had decided that this year is going to be purge, purge 2023, the great purge. And instead okay. of having 24 hours where you actually commit any crime that you want and it's legal, <laughs> yeah. I am committing the uh, the act of sacrifice and getting rid of all the old clothes that will never fit me again. That's smart. I need to do that too. So we're or just going, clothes so, I don't want to wear, you know. Well, yeah, or stuff that's gone out of style. She actually looked at one of my vests today and said, "No, that's going out because I would never <laughs> let you wear it. It's but too I shiny." But I love this vest. <laughs> actually, no. The the sad fucking part is I never wore it. It still has the tags on. Oh, jeez, dude. Yeah, yeah. you are. Time to let so, let that go. Well, and I bought it from Kohl's because it was on stupid sale. You know how when they have like 80% yeah, off? I did that with a Christmas sweater, then I never wore it. Yeah. But because it's only like $3, it's yeah. the best thing ever. And it was a Christmas sweater for like those Christmas sweater parties. Yeah. So so we we talked about how the world has changed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I used to wear, well... Back in my way thinner days, I used to dress up all the time for work and then go to schmoozy boozies all the time. Nice. So, you know, those were all the suits for back then. And I'm like, no, these go. I will even if I crack down and and become thin again, I ain't never going to be 200 pounds again. Actually, my lowest was 219. And people said, you look really too thin because of my body frame. Yeah, because you're so tall. Well, in my eyes, though, you're so tall. Well, thank you. Um, but but according to the BMI, I'd still be overweight. Yeah, BMI is bullshit. That was it's created bullshit. by an insurance company for insurance reasons. It was never meant as a gauge for health. Yeah, exactly. So we're going through all these clothes, and she says, did you check the pockets? And me, I'm just purging, right? I'm like, you know what, just take this fucking thing off the hanger, put it in the bag for goodwill or wherever going to donate it and so i go back and sure enough there's eleven dollars in the pocket Woo-hoo, eleven dollars and not only that in a separate outfit i found six cents nice. and in a separate outfit i found a banging pair of sunglasses oh, oh you bet you were wondering where those went no i forgot all about them actually oh. <laughs> but eleven dollars and eleven and it's not like you know i found you know, a dollar in the pocket and that that won't buy you anything. $11 would buy you a, like a quarter of a tank of gas. It would buy a meal. It would buy actually probably a cup and a half of coffee at Starbucks. I mean, it would actually yeah, buy yeah. you a significant yeah. amount. Yeah, it get you something. I don't know about a full meal. That would depend on where you go. Well, it would get you a McDonald's meal for sure. It would get you a, a really good burger at a really good place. Sure. And it would get you a pizza at uh, yeah at um, Little Caesars. I mean, oh, I so go. the point is, I would get you two five dollar footlongs. Oh, that's true. <laughs> right, because then the one other dollar would would be taxed. So but the point you have is, to add a couple more these days. Anyway, whoever is in a relationship, and whoever, if if you who are listening to this podcast, and we appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you know in your heart you're not the smarter one, <laughs> listen to your smarter partner. And because damn it, you might find the equivalent of eleven dollars in some shit you're about to throw away. But anyway. So I, I had to share that story because it's just awesome. 
Uh, anyway, so what did you watch? I watched two things. Okay. I have three things, maybe, if we could get that far. Sure. Whatever your okay. voice feels like. Yeah. Which means you start. You ready to I go? I will start. So you gave me the assignment to watch Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Right. And I did watch that. And right. for those who still haven't watched it, it's about this billionaire co-founder of a tech company. He hosts a murder mystery game on his island in Greece and invites five of his friends and because he's going to have this murder mystery. And along comes uh, our famous detective, Benoit Blanc. And, of course, he sees right through the whole mystery thing that the guy attempts to do. And spoils the fun, but then a real murder happens. Dun, dun, dun. And then the wackiness ensues. This was such a fun, fun movie. Wasn't I it? loved it. It was so much fun. It was more fun than the first one. The first one seemed to have a little hint of seriousness, but now that we know who Detective Blanc is, we know that this is just a fun, fun movie. And yeah, you guys need to watch this one. It's on Netflix, and it is so much fun. Yeah, I thought so too. I I, I enjoyed it from go, and I think you're right. I think they they increased the. I don't want to say campiness, but the lightheartedness in it. Yes, they, yeah, I'd say the lightheartedness. Yeah, it's not really because campy, but definitely lighthearted, and it's just definitely fun. more lighthearted. It's highly entertaining. And it's directed by the same person, Ryan Johnson, who destroyed Star Wars. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, the sequels just piss me off more and more every single day. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but the character of the detective is, he was always more um, personality driven. Yes. E even in the original Knives Out, that I think they did wise by playing into that and making yeah. the mystery even lighter. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a rewatch. It's totally one that you could watch again and again. And for those who care, we got Daniel Craig, Ed Norton, Janelle Mon Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista in it. Those are all the big guys that are in it. It is just so much fun. Yeah, it's 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 very cool. It it I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Well, I'm glad you did too. There's a cameo of from Hugh Grant in that that was really kind of fun. And I don't want to tell you more about that cameo because you just need to watch it and see it because it's because just you so need much to watch right because it it actually enhances a character. Mm-hmm. And I won't say who. Yeah, we don't need to say who. It's just it's you a don't fun need to cameo say who. to see in there. It's a very fun cameo. Any whoosie. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. All right. So keeping in the lighthearted thing, I watched Velma. Oh. And in case you don't know, Mindy Kaling from the Mindy Kaling Project or the Mindy Project and The Office and various and sundry other things. Brilliant writer. Uh, she created an animated series, an animated origin story for Velma, which is on HBO Max. And not only is it an origin story, but it's also R-rated. 
and it's R-rated for language, violence. There's actually bug sex in it in the first episode. Really? It's like two roaches are wow. Two roaches are having sex in the first episode. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but it but it sets the tone. And yes, it is R-rated. And and the overarching story is the mystery of the disappearance of Velma's mother, which gives Velma a crippling anxiety of solving mysteries because she originally was solving mysteries with her mother. Her mother would give her like little mysteries to solve. And because she actually solved the mystery of where her Christmas presents were, her mother went out on Christmas Eve and was never heard from again. Oh. So she has this crippling anxiety that she caused her mother's death, disappearance, or whatever. So whenever she sol tries to solve a mystery, her anxiety kicks in. Well, anyway, she's a teenager, and these popular girls in her school start dying in horrific ways and having their brains cut out. Jesus. Yeah, I'm kidding you not. This is a this is an R-rated version of this, but it's it's incredibly lighthearted. The <laughs> jokes in it, so they actually spend probably the first ten minutes telling you, by reason of of exposition, of revamping shows where races are different, where you know you're you're subverting the not only the genre, but the cliches in the genre to set you up to say, this is that kind of show where we're subverting everything that you know, so to prepare for it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny and, and witty and a great way to tell that because Velma was actually my favorite character because she was the brainy one mm -hmm. in the Scooby-Doo gang. Right. And you see the different members of what will become the Scooby-Doo gang in her high school. When right before you came on, I was looking at reviews of Velma, which are not kind. Yeah, I heard that. And, and I was looking at one on um, CNN. It says, literally, Velma tries to milk grown-up laughs out of Scooby-Doo's pre-dog days. Hmm. And so then I started going down the rabbit hole of people reviews. Okay. And, and you realize how racist and stupid and close-minded people <laughs> are when you read people reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I will say this, too. And, I'm, and, and look, everybody is entitled to their opinion I am not about squashing anybody's free speech. Blah. All right. But what Mindy Kaling does is she actually makes Velma of Indian descent. Okay. So her mother and father are Indian. Shaggy's now a black dude. And um, Fred is white. Um, Daphne is white. And obviously Scooby-Doo is not in the picture. Okay. So, so people reviews are not kind from a very aesthetic standpoint. Why are you taking something we love and making it all woke and stuff? Well, why has it got to be white? Well, right. And therein lies the rub. 
Mm-hmm. So why do I bring this up? I bring this up because it is a very different type of show than what we are used to over the last, how old is Scooby-Doo? Like, like oh, 50 fucking like years old? At least, like, if not older. Yeah. Right. So, and I, and you know, you and I were watching Scooby-Doo yeah, in the 70s. Yeah. Right. So we'll say at least 50 years. At least. Or, or like around 50 years. So you're taking all of what we know and and subverting it and making it your own. And also some of the characters, including Velma, are now LGBTQ. And then the two detectives who are on the case of the murdered high school girls. I mean, I bring this up only to say that if you're going to watch Velma, and I think you should, I... I I enjoy it. Laura did not. She said, you know, she she gets what it's trying to do, but if she never watched another episode again, that's okay. But she stuck with it for me. Hell, I found her $11, so it was great. Um, it's And she didn't care for it, not because of the changing of things, just because she thought it was kind of daffy and stupid and, and all of that. I see. Yeah. Okay. What'd you say? Because it was trying too hard, she said. Oh, well, that's valid reasons, yes. And right, because Mindy Kaling is that kind of writer who, she's a writer of comedy. Yeah. So she's so she's putting this forth as, you know, a straight-up comedy. And it is. I enjoyed it. But I didn't go into it enjoying it because of the whole changing of the races, changing of the sexuality of these characters. But if you're going to go into it, you have to leave what you know of Scooby-Doo at the door and they even make a joke of riverdale as well because oh. that took the archie thing yeah. and yeah. turned it on its ear mm-hmm. which i actually thought at when it started like ooh, a pg-13 version of of archie would be interesting and then it's just another fucking cw piece of shit but whatever oh and they they revamped uh, sabrina the witch too Right, Sabrina, yeah. and, you know, so it is in that kind of, of not genre, but that in that kind of barrel of redone shows to revamp them for a different kind of audience, the audience and this just happens to be animated. Well, yeah. I enjoyed it. People are, are seem to be more stuck on the changing of races in this show. Who gives a fuck? It's just a show that at some points does try too hard, but I I leaned into that. So that's Velma on HBO Max. And just FYI, Scooby-Doo started in like 6970. So it is like 53-ish years old. Wow. Wow. I know, right? Uh, Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, that makes me feel so much older. All right, yeah. so what else have you got? So the next one I have, Dwight wanted me to watch this because he saw it at the theater and he felt, you know, he needed to see my reaction. So I watched The Menu, which is available on HBO Max. Oh, how is that? So this is, uh, it's so it's about this guy who's a chef played by Ralph Fiennes. And he runs this and owns this incredibly exclusive restaurant that is like on an island. So you got to get there by boat again on an island, just like Glass Onion. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so all these guests for the evening gather on the dock to take the boat, and we meet them, starting with Tyler, the food enthusiast, and his date, Margot. And then you have the food critic and her editor, some wealthy couple that you could see there's some sort of history there between Margot and the husband of that wealthy couple. Then you have a washed-up movie star who's played by um, John Leguizamo and okay. his uh, assistant. And then there's some these three guys that seem kind of like those bro-bro guys, like, hey, bro, yeah. and they work at some big business. And on arrival, we find out that uh, Tyler, the food critic guy, that he had chosen, he had stated on the reservation a different female guest was coming with him. So there was a little bit of hesitancy there at the beginning. So we see that Margot, who is played by Anya Taylor Joy, that she's going to be key here for the evening. And all the guests come in then, they get a little tour of the island, blah, blah, blah. And then they're seated for the dinner service. And that's when the wackiness here ensues, but it's not wacky. This is very serious business going on. And the chef is bringing out all these fancy-ass dishes like you'd expect in a multi-course meal. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, really, to be honest with you. I don't want to give anything away because going into this not really knowing too much what's going on, other than people claim it's a horror movie, uh, it's... I feel that makes the experience better. I liked this. This was, you know, as a horror kind of genre movie. This is really good. This is really well done. And it's you know, a little spooky, but not really. And you learn that the chef is really kind of fucked up in the head. And and seeing how the character of Margot uh, plays out is really kind of fun, actually, to watch. Cool. So it's the menu. It's on HBO Max, and you really should watch it. I want to say this might be nominated for stuff, but I don't really remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's gotten some nominations for different awards. Uh, it was nominated for a Golden Globe. Anya, oh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Ralph Fiennes were both nominated for Golden Globes in their performance there. Uh, the Hollywood Critics Association Awards has nominated it. Etc. so forth. I don't think they've had any other nominations announced, have they? Like Oscars or anything? Yeah, no, no. I don't think they have yet. Although that should be coming soon. Hang on one second. Um, yeah, they've only announced um, shortlists for Oscars. Okay. So, ah, yes. Okay, the nominations for the 95th uh, Annual Academy Awards will be announced on Tuesday, January the 24th. Oh, so that's coming up soonish. Okay. Yeah. In the next week or two. Yeah. Yep. All right. So this was one that that's I think is on some people's lists to be nominated. So it may or may not I actually think so. get anything. If anything, the performers might get something. So yeah. So that's the menu. It's on HBO Max right now to watch, and I think you should watch it. You should give it a watch. It's a good movie. It was a lot, it was, I wouldn't say it was fun, but as a horror type movie, it was fun. Yes. Very cool. All right. So the other thing that I watched is a movie that's on Netflix and it is called The Pale Blue Eye. 
and it stars Christian Bale and Harry Melling. And that comes into play because Christian Bale, he plays a veteran detective named Augustus Landor, who investigates a series of murders at West Point. And his helper on these cases is a young Edgar Allan Poe. And Laura even looked it up. Edgar Allan Poe did go to West Point for a short amount of time. Oh, interesting. And he is played by Harry Melling. Now, you know Harry Melling. Yeah, He's I've Dudley Weasley. Yes, yes. See, I knew, I knew, I knew that name. I tell you, the reason to watch this movie is Harry Melling. Mm. His portrayal of Edgar Allan Poe is amazing. He looks like him. I mean, obviously, I didn't know Edgar Allan Poe, so I don't know about his manners (laughs) or anything like that. But he nailed the look and he nailed the performance. Nailed it. And um, Lucy Boynton is in this movie, too. And a lot of people may know her as Freddie Mercury's female love interest in Bohemian Rhapsody. And she's been in other stuff, too. Uh, Ah, okay. You would would recognize her from that. And... uh, I, it was just a really good movie. It's slow. It's deliberately paced. So when you compare it to something like Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, Knives Out will go like that, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's quick. It's like, you know, you're, you're on that train and it's going 100 miles an hour. The mystery of this takes a while. But it's got a killer twist ending to it as well. Ooh. Uh, the Pale Blue Eyes, two hours and eight minutes. It's on Netflix. It is definitely a reason to fire up the Roku or the smart TV and turn on Netflix. Interesting. Okay. It really is. The Pale Blue Eye, Christian Bale, Netflix. Watch it. It's really, really good. So Harry Melling, a little piece of yes. trivia. His grandfather is Patrick, Patrick Troughton from Doctor That's Who. Right. He was, the, for those who don't know. It's Doctor Who, it's nerd stuff, and Patrick Troughton was, like, the second Doctor. He was the second Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure was, which is neat, because he kind of does, now that you say, and now that you remind me of that, and when we found that out during the movie, yeah, he kind of does look like Patrick Troughton. Yeah, he does. All right. Pretty nifty. Yeah. All right. So my last thing, we're going to soldier on and do this, is on Netflix, it's from Taiwan, and it is dubbed into English. It's called Shards of Her. There are nine episodes, and it's about this very, very successful headhunter. She's well-known in that headhunter business and at her company. She's crazy successful making the big, big bucks. Well, she gets into an accident, and when she wakes up, she is in a different reality. And she finds her company doesn't exist. She's not working that job. Uh, She's living back at home with her parents and her brother. And previously we learned that dad and brother were both dead already. And so now they're back to life in this other reality. And her boyfriend, fiancé, he doesn't know who she is and he's totally in a different job. He's totally almost like a different person too. But he looks the same. And And she realizes that the people around her 
they're like holding something back. There's some big piece of information that might be related to her accident that they're just not, they keep whispering about and brushing over. So she starts digging into this mystery of what the hell happened. And as she unravels it, she learns that like she there she is uncovering this excruciating childhood trauma that she experienced and had kept buried for a really long time like her since high school age after she just buried that and so went on and this is so well done and that can be triggering for those with some trauma just to warn mm. you because because how well done this is and they treat that trauma in such a way that like they're not exploiting that kind of trauma and you see her recovery as well through this and it's just so amazing i really think people should give should watch this because it is so it is so damn good and yeah i oh, i just can't say enough words about how fantastic this show was and how well done and how the actors are so good like the lead actress is amazing she is amazing to watch even with it dubbed and not her like hearing the taiwan the the, the mandarin that they speak in this um it's called shards of her and it's on netflix and Very the nine cool. episodes are like about an hour-ish 50-ish minutes each nice cool yeah you guys should watch it you should give it a try i really okay. liked it i really really liked it I just didn't want to say anything because I, I, your voice is going, so I, I yeah. wanted to make sure. <laughs> make that sure you were I get okay. through it before I have a coughing fit again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And no laughing that will trigger coughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, cool. See, look at that. Yeah. That's a tight show for it a was. new year. That's a half an hour right there. I guess I should have my voice bad all the time. <laughs> to live the talking. <laughs> oh please, come on! No one wants to hear me yammer on. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, I don't know what that was about. I'm sorry. I don't. Even I don't know, know what that. What? What, what was that? I don't even know. Starting out the new year negative. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, so do us a favor. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Let us know. Okay, how are you starting the new year with your entertainment? And here is what I actually want to do, and I and I want to do this with you next show as well. I kind of want to take another look at all of our streaming services. Okay. I'm in a very purgy mood. Oh, okay. And and I want to see, because I also just found out, and here's a piece of news. Remember that show Minx that I really, really liked? Yeah. About the 1970s creation of a, of a female-oriented porn magazine from HBO Max? Yes. It actually got saved and is now going to be on another streaming network. Oh, Okay. Which is great. I am very happy for that because it was a very smartly written, very cool show. At least I thought, right? But in going through purging, I'm being very serious about getting rid of another service. And of course, I have fear of missing out. But I think I need to get over that. Yeah, okay. Because not everybody subscribes to everything. And, and we have a ton of friends who are like, oh, I don't have that service. And they seem perfectly fine with it. So I just want to examine that. And I, and I'm, and I would love for our listeners to engage with us on social media at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. 
at symbol pirate alice at symbol the watchless pod are you going to purge a streaming service in 2023 and what have you watched have you watched glass onion did you enjoy it did you watch the pale blue eye did you enjoy that you know and then also tell me what you think of shows that subvert either the genre that they're in or their source material and again it's a safe space so i don't you know give a shit about what you say or or your opinion about it i'm i'm very interested in that because that does seem to be a trend to to do that and do you dig it or not so please do that and also while you're there hit that subscribe button so that we get we increase how many listeners we have because we are only 30,000 away from actually getting paid sponsors <laughs> i would like to know what service people like could not live without oh that's a good question yeah what's your one go to absolute got to keep it mm-hmm. although i think at this point that would be netflix I'm not sure for me. I do. I mean, Netflix and Vicky are the two that I go to the most. Yeah. And I've and done I, a little more think... Hulu lately because Hulu yeah. now has Korean shows. Do they? Mm-hmm. They have quite a well, good goes amount of I... Korean shows. That goes back to our last show of the year when we were talking about how now streaming networks are engaging with content from different countries. Yeah, they have a good amount of international shows. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot real rise of that, especially because I'm going to make a prediction right now that Michelle Yeoh is going to get nominated for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Better fucking win that. I don't know if she'll win. I want her to win. But she'll get nominated. I want her to win, and I want... um, Oh, the guy to win who just got a Golden Globe to key. I can't remember his name. Short round. The kid from uh from Indiana, Indiana Jones? Jones and Goonies. Yeah. Key High Kwan. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name at all, other than Key. Yeah. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he needs it'll to be win interesting. too. I want those two to win. Well, it's no. I gotta be. I'm sorry. I gotta be rooting for Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen and it, I, so I'm not sure. And, and nobody has yet, because I don't think it's actually gone actually, wide yet. Actually, a, a friend of mine on Facebook saw it, which is why I say I haven't seen it yet. I think he must have gotten to go to a, a screening or something. So I'm very interested to watch that, especially now that I think p- people are coming down off of the high of that movie. I think it's called The Whale, for those who don't know. Right, and I think they they universally agree that this is the best performance of brendan fraser's career but they temper that with a movie that's very basic like the story is not new it doesn't progress anything other characters around brendan fraser are very two-dimensional and all that but brendan fraser is the reason to see this anyway so thank you all for listening very much we appreciate it we have a goal of thirty thousand listeners this year (laughs) you 30 who are listening we appreciate you but, but we would really like to make money off of this podcast. Please help us make that happen. Pretty please. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Patty, I hope you feel better. Thank you. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk to you next week. Let's hope so. Let's hope I sell All normal right. next week. 
Well, as long as you're better, that's all I care about. Right. You come out with a completely different voice, great. <laughs> anyway, you guys take care. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Okay. Okay, okay. bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>